2: Would you believe
0: it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q.
1: Yeah, man. Coming in here in rare form today. Just going to let that be known. 201 is the time on this Wednesday, September 8th, 2021. Coming off the heels of JT the Brick. Fantastic show. Max Crosby was a part of the show. If you missed any of that, make sure you go back and check out our website, lvsportsnetwork.com. Make sure you hear all the action. But a fantastic show, and all we're doing is inching closer and closer and closer to Monday Night Football. And I know everything gets started tomorrow night. Cowboys, Buccaneers, I get it. That's, that's, the, that's the tease. That's a, a good tease heading into the weekend. Of course, there'll be a lot of college football. There was a lot of fantastic college football last weekend. Man, I really didn't have a good chance to even talk about it because there's so much else other stuff to talk about. But man, football in general, so excited for it to be back. But the closer we get, the closer we get. To Monday night it is going down so I'm telling you right now I just told Damon it is about to go down in the studio for the next two hours I'm excited I was uh, at Raiders headquarters yesterday so I wasn't able to be in the studio but it's always fun to be in the studio get to interact with my guy and of course interact with Raider Nation and we're going to do just that throughout the course of today's show 702-365-9200 Demond, I just want to know man I know you came in a little bit later I know you slept in you had a super long day yesterday <laughs> Damon was here all day yesterday and I, I understand that because I do that just about every day where it's like all day long, go, go, go. But Damon doesn't always have to do that. So he had to do that yesterday. So he slept in a little bit today. Are you ready? Are you fired up? Are you ready to go for the next few hours?
3: I'm ready. I'm like, I'm so pumped up.
1: Okay, that did not it's sound no, like no, you were. On. You know no. when you're in the club and the DJ says, <laughs> Are the ladies in the house? And they're like, Yeah. And he's like, Come on, ladies, you can do better than that. That's what I'm thinking right now when you just said, I'm so pumped up. You just, tomorrow are you ready to go? Yeah, I'm yeah so, man, I'm so, so, I'm, I'm I'm fired so pumped up, up.
3: Make some noise. You know what? I always say this. Like, my dream job would be to make some noise at the club, but I don't think I'd be that good at the job, though. I don't think but so either. Based off your last <laughs> response, I don't think so either. <laughs> like, y'all ready to make some noise? I'm not the actual DJ. I'm the DJ's hype man.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Nah. <laughs> No, I don't, think, I don't think you're ready to be that guy just yet, but uh, DeMond is here. Uh, he's, he's got some heat for us on today's show. We got a lot to bring to you. I was out at McCarran Airport earlier today, uh, saw the Raiders roll out their brand new airplane by way of Allegiant, Allegiant Airlines. That was really cool to see that, a nice airplane that is dedicated to the silver and black. It's in the official colors of the Raiders, and of course it has the Raider symbol. It says Raider Nation. Uh, it's really cool. So uh, I ran into a uh, Great Raider all-time great Raider, all-time sack leader Greg Townsend. He was out there. Also uh, got a few minutes with him. You'll hear that on today's show. Also, Raiders' uh, president Dan Vitrelli. He he was out there as well as as again uh, just kind of presenting. The new airplane to Raider Nation and, and to all the media that was out there. We had a nice little Q&A, a uh, little picture taken. So if anyone follows myself on Twitter at your boy Q254 or Raider Nation Radio 920 on Twitter at RNR 920 AM, you can check out the pictures from uh, the new airplane that is one Raider Nation airplane by way of Allegiant Airlines.
3: Would this, were Dan? Would this be the first time he spoke to the public since uh, taking over this job? Uh,
1: no. He was on JT's show yesterday. Well, ah.
3: maybe maybe the public. I mean, maybe yeah, I mean, like, maybe to the public. Maybe yeah, yeah. in general, versus like more, outing. we like, hey, I'm the team president. Right. Well, no, he did. He did a great
1: one on one yesterday with JT. Uh, matter of fact, we're gonna run that a little bit later on uh, this week, probably on Friday before we head out of here. We'll probably run that on Friday. It was a really good, about ten minute interview uh, with JT. So definitely want to go ahead and run that back. But uh, he did have a few minutes to talk and and uh, did a little group session. So you'll hear that in the course of the show as well today. Uh, very excited about that. It's not all the time that you get to run into the president, right? And it's funny, since I've been here in Las Vegas, uh, immediately, I think the first week that I was actually on the job, I ran into Mark Bidane at Allegiant Stadium when he was still the president, got a few minutes with him, and I felt like that was one of the last interviews that he did before he stepped down. And now, you know, Dan Vitrelli, uh, he's the new president, and he's had a couple opportunities to be a part of Radio Nation Radio 920, so got a couple of minutes to to chat with him, and uh, you'll hear that conversation later on. The show as well. Uh, Bobby Trossett, he covers the Ravens for WBAL and ninety-eight Rock in Baltimore. He's actually the guy that saved me yesterday when I was struggling to to uh, pronounce a, a young man's name that had been saved on the practice squad for the Raiders, uh, and he covered him in Baltimore. And he said, "Q, this is how you say his name." So uh, that was all good. That was uh, Patrick Awasu and I'll never uh, I'll never forget how to <laughs> say his name. Now, remember how bad it was, how how much I was struggling. But I'll tell you this, in my defense, looking at it on paper, it did not look like it said. Uwasu. And I still have to think about it because I'm like, it still doesn't look right. But he covered them, so he knows. Uwasu. Uwasu. And he, he spelt it out for me, <laughs> so I definitely appreciate it. But Baltimore is coming to town. That's the team on Monday. So we're going to have him join the show at 2.30 to talk all things of the Baltimore Ravens, what they're looking like right now. Of course, they're riddled with injuries as far as the running back position goes. They went and signed Le'Veon Bell. He's on the practice squad. I actually saw pictures of him out there practicing today. I don't know if he's going to be available for Monday. I don't know how effective he will be if he is available, but we'll get Bobby's thoughts on that just to see uh, how he's feeling about the the, Ra- or the, the Ravens, their, uh, their running back's position, um, their, their wide receiver position, their tight end who just got paid, by the way. Mark Andrews just got paid the other day, and Raider Nation, I don't want you to flip out. I don't want you to lose your mind. I know a lot of folks on Twitter have already losing their minds, but Raiders tight end Darren Waller has new representation as far as his uh, agent goes. He's now part of Clutch Sports, so everybody yeah. is losing their blank.
3: He's about to get paid. I mean, he's he's got he's the best he's the best value in football right now. Not anymore. He I mean no he is right now. I mean well I mean now that he saw he's like he saw that new contract extension in Baltimore. He was like hey you know what He needs new representation. Well you know what no l- let's put it like this man the Raiders did right by
1: him. They found him on Baltimore's practice squad. They brought him to the team. They Helped get him where he's at, made him a really you know helped him become a really good player, one of the best tight ends in the league, top three, no doubt about it. I don't care where where you say he is, he's top three: George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, and Darren Waller. It doesn't have to be in that order, but he's top three, no doubt about it. He's not paid like he's top three. He's a very bargain deal for the next three years, which he's under contract for right now. Currently, he's only supposed to make nineteen million dollars for the next three years total. That's nothing. That's nothing. So yeah, he's going to get paid. He should get paid. He embraced a, a, a lower contract. He took the extension. He outplayed it. So go get your money. And I'm sure he will at some point. I don't, you know, I don't I think want. think this is
3: going to be the last year he plays on this contract.
1: Well, I mean, it should be. It should be. But I don't think it's going to be the last year he plays with the team. Like some people on Twitter are flipping out already oh man raider fans like take it easy a little bit
3: jesus louise i mean i didn't know they were saying that oh yeah i thought they were just saying like oh he's gonna be no i I was just seeing stuff like oh he's gonna be the one one the sky is falling. falling. oh man i didn't know they were taking it that far no i I, and i don't think it's that serious (laughs) i
1: really don't i don't think it's that serious i think it's something and you know that was the speculation when he was injured during training camp and he wasn't out there oh he's holding out for a better contract no he was injured (laughs) you know i mean it was real simple he was injured so he was he was making sure he was good to go. Now he's good to go. And at some point he'll get paid like he deserves to get paid. And I don't think it's a big deal next year. The salary cap's going to go up in a major way. So I'm sure the Raiders are going to take care of him. They paid Colton Miller before his contract was, uh, was up was expired. And that looks like a really good deal. And now I think that they're going to go ahead and do right by Darren Waller. And I don't know when it's going to be. So I'm not breaking any news. I'm not saying it's going to happen anytime soon. I just feel like that, you know, clutch sports is going to handle their business. They're going to get their money for their client. And then they're gonna go
3: on and, and, and go score score touchdowns. Catch and touchdown passes. Clutch. Man, clutch sports really out here always always making moves. I mean you're supposed to. That's part of their job. You know what I mean?
1: They're supposed to be heavy hitters in the game. So uh, that's his new representation. But like I said, I don't think it's a big deal why people are flipping out, but I mean it's you know, a couple days before the regular season opener and you gotta flip out because the history has shown you over the past few years something has happened, you know, a couple days or a week before the, the season opener and it hasn't been great. It's just I mean that's that's history of a Raider fan. I could tell you that going back to Khalil Mack. You know, that was what, a week before the season started? And then A B was what, a day before the season started? Or I mean, two that, days? That was all
3: time comedy though. I, well, mean, I mean, it was. But I'm just saying if you go back <laughs> and, and
1: look at the history, it's it's always, you know, it's always been something a week ahead of time, a day ahead of time. It's always that kind of that ramp up period that all of a sudden something happens. So I know Raider fans are kinda of on the edge, but I, I would say that there's nothing to worry about. Uh that's just that's just the way business goes. Sometimes you get representation, and then you want better representation. So that's what you go do. And I'm fine with that. Have no problem with that. Again, he has outplayed his contract, and if he does go and get a, a extension before his his current contract expires, so be it. He deserves it. So. That's just a little bit of the, you know, of the goings-ons right now with the with the silver and black. There was no media session today. Uh, there was no availability. We'll be back out there at the uh, Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center tomorrow, and uh, John Gruden's supposed to talk. I think Derek Carr is going to talk as well. So, we'll, of course, we'll bring that to you and continue to ramp up and ramp up and ramp up as the season opener gets ready for Monday Night Football.
3: Hold on, uh, I just opened up the Twitter page here in the studio because I was like, let me see if I can find some specific tweets. But the first tweet I see is from a one Jermaine Dupri. And it's like, oh. I'm
1: working on it. Yeah. I'm working, JD.
3: And he also follows the account back. Is something in the works with Jermaine Dupri? I'm working on it. Oh, man.
1: I'm working on it. Now, I will say this. (laughs) I talked about, or we talked about Jermaine Dupri and the brat on the show yesterday. And then something came up on Twitter, and so I tweeted about, hey, we just spent a lot of time talking about the brat and, and uh, J.D. On, on, uh, on the show, and then he immediately followed the station like right after that. Immediately, as soon as I sent that tweet, it was two seconds later, he followed the radio station. Now, he didn't follow me, and I'm the guy who initiated the conversation, but that's okay. I'm not taking it personal. It's all right. So then I sent him a direct message, because that's what we do, send direct messages and, and do interview requests. So I did. And guarantee the miss a shot you don't take. So I shot my best shot, and he has not responded yet. And that's okay. I even tweeted back at him. was like, hey, man, check your DMs when you get a chance. Because sometimes you don't. Sometimes people don't check their DMs. It happens, especially a guy like that. I mean, I'm sure he's not like me where I have three DM messages, and that's it. He probably has 333 DM messages. So he probably has no idea where my interview request is at. But if he's going to be here, he might as well jump on the show and talk, right?
3: Man, I ain't going to lie. All right, look at you. You really are always working.
1: Always, man, always, always. If you're not always working, someone else is so, so deaf. See, now, see, <laughs> now you're, now you're there. Now you're there with me. Now you understand. So Raider Nation, I always like to bring a, a topic to the show. Definitely want to throw it out there to you. And we have so many things to talk about between now and the, and the season opener Monday night at Allegiant stadium. And we're going to be on site. All the shows between the morning tailgate with Clay Baker JT the Brick, and myself, we're all going to do our shows live from Allegiant Stadium on Monday. So that's exciting. We got a lot to get to. I want to know, Raider Nation, what the storyline is going to be, in your opinion, following Monday's season opener. What will we as fans and media be talking about on Tuesday? What will be lighting up the phone lines? What will the conversation be about on Tuesday? Let me know. 702-365-9200. 702 365 9200 That's the Radio Nation Listener line. Of course, the Salmon Ash text line. 69187 Keyword R and R. Of course, we can't get any text until we get my man Tom to text in. Uh and I think he might have already texted it. Nope. No, he didn't. Nope. Tom no has Tom. No time
3: yet. People are beating him to it. He's losing his manager. I know, I know. As, you know. Hey, Tom used to have a <laughs>
1: stranglehold on the on the Salmon Ash text line. Like he was the right hand man. You know, he was the man sitting next to the man. Now Tom's starting to lose a little bit of his uh his shine, you know? Tom's losing a little bit of his edge Tom we know you're listening you're gonna let you
3: come on hey, Tom. you Tom's come with my it. guy he'll, we know you're listening well this is the
1: thing we won't go the whole show without Tom chiming in at some point he'll chime in but it's not official I used to do this to my guy B down man B down was the the DJ at the club I was just the, like you said the hype man the MC he'd be in the club at 10 and be playing I would get there about 12 30 I grab the microphone and say all right it's official we in the building and he'd get mad and be like, hey, dog, I've been here for two and a half hours. I've been working. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, but it's not official. You just come in here and say something, get yeah, a little noise? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, get a little attention. You know, that's what you do. So we got a text already from Raider Dre from San Jose. I like how that rhymes. Raider Dre from San Jose. Uh, we got a text from him, and we're going to read it right now. But nothing's official until time. Chimes in on the Salmon Ash text line. So Tom, of course we're waiting on you. 69187 keyword R and R. Uh but Raider Dre in San Jose says, Q. You think the Raider coaches will go back and watch some 49er film when Cap was quarterback and Roman was the offensive coordinator? Both great running back both great running QBs. Again, that's from Raider Dre from San Jose. Um I definitely think that's part of it. But the other thing is, there's so much there's so much film on Lamar Jackson. You don't really have to go back to Cap. You know what I mean? There's so much. Already that's out there on what Lamar Jackson does. I like Corey Littleton yesterday and, and DeMond, if you have the sound bite, please bring it up. Corey Littleton yesterday. Uh, he was asked in the media session about, about Lamar Jackson and, and Corey Littleton is not a dude. Who's going to talk a whole lot. He does. He, he's a, he's a man that really just goes out there and has his, handles his action, handles his business and, and doesn't really talk, but he was in the media session and he was asked about Lamar Jackson. And uh, his answer is hilarious. So here's Corey Littleton talking about the challenges that Lamar Jackson presents
3: uh dual threat quarterback he can throw he can run he can do magic tricks apparently
1: <laughs> he was so like it nothing to do <laughs> and if you watch the video and i actually went back and watched the video last night i was there in person but i didn't really catch the way that he rolled his eyes after he said he could do magic tricks uh apparently he is so, like, it's almost felt like, I'm tired of talking about Lamar Jackson. I don't give a damn. It's just another quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, that that was the feeling that I got. And then when I saw his eye roll in the video, I was like, oh, yeah, this this dude wants nothing to do with talking about Lamar Jackson. He don't give a damn. It's just another player as far as he's concerned.
3: Yeah, it was so funny to watch it because you could tell that, that that's, he's ending he's ending his answer for this question. Apparently, he like, he's a magician. Right. Like, it's just like he he's going to do a magic he, trick. He can do magic tricks. he got like, Harry
1: freaking Houdini out there,
3: you know, like, great. Because do you also think that maybe it is because that is so like hunkered down in the like in the meetings and like so preparing for the game? Just like you got to watch Lamar like scrambling. It's just like it's so when you ask him in the media, he's like, "I know, we know. <laughs> right. It's all we've been hearing all week in preparation for this."
1: You know, I think it's some of that. I think he's also hearing people like us here on the radio. I'm sure he's probably ta- hearing uh, fans. Talk, oh my gosh, how they're gonna stop Lamar Jackson? How Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson? How are they gonna start stop a quarterback that runs? You know, I've been talking about for a couple weeks. That they weren't that impressive against running quarterbacks in preseason. I said that, I, I I, and I stand by it. it. I stand by it. They weren't. And Lamar Jackson's better than both of those dudes that they played against. But again, it was, you know, wasn't the starters. I get it. It wasn't all those guys. It wasn't like they were scheming to stop the, you know, the zone read. You know, it was, it was simple. It was vanilla. It was dumbed down. So there's no need to overreact. It was just an observation. So I'm sure he's probably tired of hearing all that. And, and that's Okay. As long as he goes out there and performs on Monday, I don't care if it is Harry Houdini out there. I don't care who it is. You know what I mean? Like, you just go out there and you handle your business. 702-365-9200. That's the Rare Nation listener line. DeMond, who do we have up first today? Who's our first caller? Gangster Raider. Gangster Raider. What's on your mind, my man?
4: Yeah, yeah. You know what's going on? I just want to say what's up to y'all. You know, this is my favorite show. You know what I'm saying? The show with some flavor. This show really resonates with my spirit. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, I want to say it this season... I feel like we finally finna turn that corner, return to um, greatness. You know what I am saying we're on the precipice of our return to greatness. You know what I mean? Because this is the first time that I wasn't really worried about the secondary or our linebacker corps. Because think about it. This is the first time, I think, probably 15, 15 and 17 years where um, our secondary and our linebacker core wasn't a question. I can go into the season confident, you know what I'm saying, feeling about um, about our defense, and also a lot of people was complaining that they they didn't get to see the offense in preseason, whatever. I think that's a good thing. We didn't see him, so nobody saw him. You know what I'm saying? The Ravens didn't get to see him, so we got an unknown defense that nobody's really seen play with the pool, um starters. You know what I'm saying? We got an offense that nobody really seen play since last season. You know what I'm saying? So that we had an upper hand. You know what I'm saying? Gruden has kept his cards close to the vest, and that could be to our advantage. You know what I'm saying? Come Monday night, say we get on the ball first. They go three and out. We come down get a touchdown. They get the ball again. Three and out. We come down get another touchdown. We up 14 nothing before the fourth quarter even over. Imagine if that happens. And, like I said, imagine if we actually do shut them out. You know what I'm saying? You know, over the last two years, the Ravens scored 31 points a game to lead the NFL in scoring. If we take the leading, the leading scoring league and uh, the, leading, the team's leading score the last two seasons and shut them out on Monday night, watch how the narrative flip. And they all hop on our nuts. You know what I'm saying? But if it takes, we're going to have to come out like we did last year against New Orleans. Remember, before a New Orleans game, I said that we could beat them, and everybody thought I was crazy. We can do the same thing with Baltimore, you know what I'm saying? Especially since we got a, compliment, a defense that complements the offense. Remember, I talked about complementary football? Yep. Now we can play complementary football, and if we can um, average, I mean, keep the other teams from scoring between. 17, 16 to 17 points a game, and if we can get anywhere near 31 points, like I said last year, if we can score 31 points a game, we should easily make the playoffs, at least 13 and 4. You know what I'm saying? And I predict career highs for everybody on the Raiders with that extra game. You know what I'm saying? What's up, Q?
1: All right. I like it. I like it. Good stuff, my man. And when he's talking about nuts, he's definitely talking about peanuts and walnuts and sitting at yes, Allegiant Stadium. Yes,
3: enough, guys. Don't make my job harder for me. Language. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was talking about, he was talking about <laughs> snack food talking about snack food, Damon. Come on. Where are you at, man? Get your mind out the gutter. Come on. All right. What about that? What about what he's saying, though? I like his prediction. If that, if he thinks that's what the media's going to be talking about, the shutout. I like he, I pre- mean, he like, came with the I'll tell you right the now. The highest scoring offense right. in the past two years, and ju- we're just going to shut him out. The, what, excuse me. The Raiders are just going to shut him out.
1: Right. I'll tell you this. I don't expect a shutout at all. I think it's going to be uh, a heck of a game. I think it's going to be a very competitive, close game. But- my question was, what will the narrative be? What will the conversation be like on Tuesday? If they were to find a way to shut out the Ravens, that would be the conversation. <laughs> he is spot on. That would be the conversation. Now, again, I don't think that that's going to happen. I don't think there's too many people that think that's going to happen. But Gangster Raider, to his credit, has put out some stuff before that I thought was crazy. And he did say that. he. I mean, he's <laughs> he's he's said some things that were a little outlandish, but kind of came to be. You know, I mean, he talked about teams averaging 30 points a game. I didn't really think that was going to happen. There were some teams that averaged 30 points a game. The Raiders just happened to be the team that averaged 30 points a game, giving them up 30 points a game, you know? So there's things that Gangster Raiders said that, like I said, have sounded crazy at times. They just happen to to happen. Now, again, if for any reason, or even if they, they don't even pitch a shutout, can you imagine like limiting the, the, the Ravens to about 10 points, 10 to 12 points? That would be the conversation right there. I mean, you know, if you want to, if you want to talk realistically, if you keep them under, under two touchdowns, that better be the conversation. That better be the conversation. I don't care if Waller scores four touchdowns. I don't care if Derek Carr throws for 9,000 yards in one game. I don't give a rip. If they don't score, if they score 14 or less, that better be the conversation the next day.
3: You know what? Cuz that'll
1: be the conversation on this show. That's for damn sure. It'll
3: be the conversation on this show, but I hate to be like the national media guy because <laughs> I feel like I'm sounding like the the fans a little too much here, but where it is just like I think it would be the conversation would be more has the league figured Lamar out? Is Lamar done as you know opposed what? to the Raiders did a good job. You know
1: what? You know what? I'm glad you said it. You're probably right. You know what? I didn't even think about that. Because someone has already said that, right? They've already asked uh, Lamar about when they when the league was going to figure him out, and he said he didn't think this year. So that probably would be the conversation. If they somehow struggled offensively, I, yeah, you're right. That would be the narrative. And that's fine. That's fine. Because we on this show would talk realistically, unless Lamar just went out and stunk it up and threw like Drew Locke was, you know, throwing four interceptions or something. Then they'd say, okay, Lamar's not really that great. Then that would be the conversation. But if the Raiders legitimately went out and played strong-ass defense, and I say it like that because that's what it would be called. It's a whole other category. Strong-ass defense. Sad. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's what it would be. If they were able to pull that off and make them score 14 or less, that better be a major part of the conversation the next day. So Raider Nation, I do want to hear from you. 702-365-9200. Gangster Raider, thanks for getting us started. Also my guy Raider Dre in San Jose. Thanks for the the text on the Ash text line as well. What will the conversation be in your opinion following the season opener on Monday? What will we as fans and what will we as media be talking about? What should we be talking about come Tuesday? After Monday night's game. What do we got, Damon?
3: We got James in Sacramento.
1: James in the 9 What's on your mind this afternoon? Hey,
5: it doesn't matter if we beat them by 40, man. It, it really doesn't matter. If you remember after the Saints game last year, it was Drew Brees can't
4: throw downfield. Drew Brees is lost. Drew Brees is this. Drew Brees is that. They never give props to the Raiders ever. It's always about what the other team is lacking and it's never a congratulations to the Raiders if we shut Lamar down like you said it'll be oh the league must have figured Lamar out it's never going to be oh this Raiders team might be legit because if you if you beat the Ravens in week one I don't
5: see a formidable opponent uh, opponent a week seven
2: what, awesome
1: about <laughs> what about week two?
5: What about week two? Their their starting defensive end might not even play. He might hold out.
1: Who yeah. Else do they have? yeah, I I don't know. I think I think that the Steelers said so thank you for the call, I appreciate it. I think the Steelers are a pretty damn good team. Uh obviously them and the, the Ravens are gonna be competing for that division right there. Big Ben is still Big Ben. I don't care if he's older. They got Najee Harris, man. That dude's a horse. I mean, there's there's a lot of things that they got. And by the way, the guy on the sideline, their head coach, the guy who wears the, the headset and, and, and calls the shots. He's not too shabby. He, yeah, he,
3: it's one of those, like, I know, I know it's like last year doesn't count, but they did make the playoffs last year. This isn't like it's just a bunch of scrubs that's coming back on this team. The dude's
1: never had a losing season since he's been on the sidelines coaching as a head coach. That's all you need to know. So, I get what he's saying, though. I mean, yeah, and T.J. Watt, he's talking about T.J. Watt holding out. He might hold out. I don't think so. I think when push comes to shove, he'll be out there. But – You know, it it is what it is. So definitely uh, appreciate the feedback. That was a great call uh, representing Sacramento. We may have time for one more quick call before we take a break. And then we have to get to Bobby Trossett, who covers the Ravens for WBAL and 98 Rock. We're going to get into that conversation, what his expectations are for Lamar Jackson. But uh, I think real quickly, DeMond's going to give us a a quick. Are we got one more or are we going to take a break? It's your call.
3: Yeah, let's just go to break. But we do have a couple (laughs) callers lined up. All right, so, yeah, Raider Calvin, Raider Mike, don't go anywhere. All
1: right, don't go anywhere. You heard the man. Coming up next, we have Bobby Trossett. He covers the Ravens for WBAL and 98 Rock. He's going to give us a preview of Monday night's game, let us know where, where to where to pay attention to as far as the Ravens go. That's coming up next here on Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome
0: back, Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy, Q. <laughs>
1: Got a ton of feedback that's been pouring in. Raider Nation listener line, of course, 702 365 9200 and the Salmon Ash text line at 69187-Keyword RR. We'll get to all that feedback after our next guest that we have. I'm very excited about our next guest as Bobby Trossett covers the Ravens for WBAL and 98 Rock. And you can find him on Twitter at Bobby WBAL. And Bobby, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. And first and foremost, man, before we even get into the Ravens, I just want to personally thank you for uh, passing along that little nugget yesterday about Patrick Uwasu, how to say his name correctly. Thank you so much for that. (laughs)
5: absolutely Q no I appreciate you having me on it's funny how things work out little did I know A little Twitter message would tune into, you know, turn into an interview the next day. So happy to be on.
1: Right, right, exactly. That's how things work out, man. And like I said, uh, very happy that you're on with us. I definitely appreciate you. And you know, just focusing on the Ravens and and this game coming up on Monday at Allegiant Stadium. Obviously, Baltimore has been hit with the injury bug with the running back situation. J.K. Dobbins ACL, Justice Hill Achilles. Those guys are out for the season. Le'Veon Bell's been signed. Uh, What what what's the running back room looking like, and what's the expectations for Bell? Is there a chance he plays on? Monday?
5: I sure think so. Uh, They just announced today that they confirmed the reports that came out yesterday about Le'Veon regarding his his status. And right now he's just on the the practice squad. But the the expectation is that he's going to be moved up to the 53 before Monday night, which, Q, you'd have a running back room that looks a lot different than it did a month ago. (laughs) Gus Edwards is going to be number one. Tyson Williams, presumably, a former undrafted rookie, will be two. And then Le'Veon Bell will be three, who I just feel like Ravens fans need to temper their expectations when it comes to him. I don't know how much he has left in the tank. I know over the last several years, based on where he's been and obviously the, the 2018 holdout season, maybe he, he has decently fresh legs, but how, how fresh legs can you have at the running back position at 29 when he's been in the league as long as he has? We know the turnover and the shelf life in today's game at the running back position. So I think Ravens fans need to temper their expectations, uh, be reminded of, of just how lethal Lamar can be in the running game, and also how proven Gus Edwards is for whatever reason because of how uh, how much hype that, that J.K. Dobbins came in this year after a stellar rookie season. Mm-hmm. I think people are losing sight. Uh, of just how proven of a back Gus is.
1: Yeah, Gus can go. He, he's a really good back, and, and you mentioned Lamar, and I think everyone realizes how good he is and how much of a weapon he is. Does the the loss of J.K., the loss of Justice, does that maybe put a little bit more on his plate as far as uh, in the run game, or is it just kind of business as usual for Lamar?
5: It's a good question. I think you take Justice out of out of that equation. He was a great special teamer. Uh, they just had. They brought in another guy today, Trenton Cannon, who hopefully will replace the reps that that Justice put in, into special teams. And we know how, you know, important that is the Ravens, based on John Harbaugh's past coaching legacy when it comes to special teams. It's kind of where he made his bread. But anyway, yeah, I, I think that um it, it's going to be business as usual. That's why they're making all these signings. You know, I think Lamar still has a good chance of running for, you know, around that eight hundred, a thousand yard season number, which is. You know, a lot of folks that, that don't have running quarterbacks that they cover in their town, kind of their eyes open for that. But that's just what, that's his game, you know. Mm-hmm. He, he takes the space and he finds space and he takes what the defense gives him. And and, and crazy enough, we, we still find it crazy here in Baltimore, Q, that somehow, way, entering year four, he just has this elusiveness and this way to read the defense where he, he takes himself out of trouble in so many cases which is actually pretty astonishing when you think about how often he runs and puts himself in harm's way. He just has this knack for avoiding the big injury, knock on wood.
1: Right, right. That's what the playmakers do, though. The playmakers, they find ways to get out of, like you said, out of harm's way and just go and get the most that they can and then just, like you said, duck out of out of trouble. So uh, Lamar is always going to be a, a problem. We're talking right now with Bobby Trossett, covers the Ravens for WBAL here on Unnecessary Roughness and Raider Nation Radio 920. And as far as Lamar, we know he's dynamic running the ball. There's no doubt about that. He's a huge weapon. Uh, he's got to get it done with his arm. He's got to take that next step, in my opinion, with his arm. Does he have the uh, enough weapons now? around him as far as the wide receivers go I know the tight end is solid we'll talk about him but the wide receivers have they brought in enough weapons to make him be able to to really have an opportunity to thrive at the quarterback position
5: that was the question of the offseason and to me it remains in question because specifically you speak of these new additions right you go out and draft with one of your two first-round picks in April, Rashad Bateman, the wide receiver out of Minnesota, mm-hmm. and they're high on him. He had a great mini camp. He had a great uh, OTA session, and then he gets into training camp, and he's and he's he's looking as advertised. But then all it takes is one little misstep. He didn't play in as many games as he probably would have liked to a season ago in the middle of a pandemic. And next thing you know, he's going in for groin surgery. So. There's certainly some questions about when he might return to the team. He's gonna he's gonna miss at least the first three games, but again, you, you just don't know when you're gonna get him back. And what you have in him. They also drafted Kylan Wallace. Mm-hmm. He's looked good, and Sammy Watkins is also a new addition to the team. So, and then you know, obviously Willie Snead's a part of a part of your guys' team you know, <laughs> with the Raiders. Right. They'll miss him. He's a glue guy. We we definitely call him a glue guy around here, just for the locker room presence that he had and, and just how reliable he was as a vet, but. Yeah, I think that's the biggest question, no doubt about it. I don't have an answer to it. But specifically what I do know is that Eric DeCosta, the team's general manager, really did whatever he could this offseason to address the key needs, and that was right at the top.
1: Hollywood Brown, he's a guy that we all know has a ton of speed. He doesn't have a lot of size, but he's got a ton of uh, speed. I know he was banged up during uh, the preseason and training camp. Is he good to go for uh, the season opener Monday night?
5: I think he should be. I wouldn't be surprised if he's limited a little bit. He's been dealing with this this lingering hamstring injury. Miles Boykin, you won't see him. He's going to miss the first several games this season as well. A a third-year player out of Notre Dame who just hasn't quite developed the way they want to. Q, I don't know if you're familiar with this in Baltimore, but the fan base here is just up in arms year after year. For the inability, for whatever reason, the Ravens haven't been able to draft like homegrown and not necessarily from the Baltimore area. When I say homegrown, like they actually drafted them and developed them, wide receivers. They've come from other areas. Right. You think of like the Anquan Boldens and the Steve Smith Seniors who kind of like finished their careers in Baltimore and went on to obviously potential future Hall of Fame careers. Uh, so they just haven't been able to do that. And frustrations are boiling over here in the fan base. I get it, uh, it, it is frustrating. But for Hollywood, What I want to see from him, if he is good to go, he just talked about it within the last week or so, too, that all he wants, his goal right now, is to play a full 17-game season. That tells you, like, his goals aren't necessarily, like, numbers Mm -hmm. and statistics. Like, he just wants to stay healthy. Right. So, to me, I I want to see him take the next step in terms of, when you catch the football, maybe not just look to, to run out of bounds right away, like, how about some yak yards? That's, that's what I want to see from him in year three.
1: You know, it's funny that you mentioned about the the lack of, of being able to draft a wide receiver and develop him, because one of my questions to you was going to be about Baltimore and the way that they draft. And it seems to me like they always draft talent no matter where it is, first round, second round, third round, fourth round. They'll find talent, and then they're confident in letting someone go because they know that they have a guy coming up the pipeline that could take that, that, that spot. Why has it been such a struggle for the wide receiver position? But it seems like all over the field, they're really good at that.
5: Right, exactly. Uh, defensively, is a whole different story, right? So right. I think they have a probably pretty good chance to be another top three defense under Wink Martindale with some new additions there. But um, they've just missed. They've just missed. Ozzy missed. And we'll see. So far, it's too early, right? Eric Scott has only been uh, the, the general manager for – a, a, a few seasons now. So I think it's too early to say that EDC has, quote unquote, missed. But, you know, you think about Brashad Perryman comes to mind for <laughs> Right. Uh, Ravens fans lose sleep <laughs> over that guy. Bigfoot. You know? so, That's Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. And, and, hey, you know what? Boykin, I, I'm not convinced, although Boykin is a, he can be a blocking wide receiver, he contributes to special teams. He has not proven to be reliable with his hands. And and we'll see what Hollywood turns out to be. That's just obviously within recent memory over the course of the last few years. So they've just missed, and uh, that's something that they obviously have to live with. And you know, they're lucky they got Lamar though, because you know what? He can hide a lot of those weaknesses. And he specifically did last year with one of the last, you know, if not the last, very close to the end of of the you know passing ranked teams in, in the league. Lamar hid a lot of their
1: their holes, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what a really good players do, right? They kind of clean up any kind of a mess that, that the team may have. And that wide receiver position, that is, that is very curious on why it's been such a struggle because every other position, man, the Baltimore Ravens seem to draft really well and find guys like Orlando Brown, for example, he was a guy, remember, he didn't test well at the combine and he's this and that. And man, a guy could block, you know, I mean, he he could block and then they flipped him for a draft pick. I mean, those kind of moves are the oh, ones that I yeah. think are great moves by the the front office.
5: Hey, I'll tell you this too. Ahead of Monday night, this is just a, a prediction of mine that if you if you're if any of your listeners are going to be closely watching the be like nitty gritty football, they'll be watching you know, the lines go back and forth. Uh, and I'm not talking about the betting lines, like the defensive right. defensive offensive lines, so on and so forth. Specifically, watch Alejandro Villanueva. He's going to be making his regular season debut as the Raven at right tackle in all likelihood. He's coming over from. A stint with the Steelers. Mm-hmm. So in the Baltimore Pittsburgh rivalry over here on the East Coast, that everybody's gonna be watching this. But specifically, I think that you will find out right away, and if not right away, early on in this season, that the Ravens are going to sorely miss Orlando Brown Jr. He was and is phenomenal. And he showed his versatility switching over to left tackle last season when Ryan Stanley went down with the season ender. So Watch out there, though, because I think Alejandro, although I really like him, and he's just a class act, I just wonder if, if there's going to be a drop-off and something tells me there might be.
1: That's interesting. That's a really good nugget right there. We're talking to Bobby Trossett. He covers the Ravens for WBAL and also 98Rock on Twitter at Bobby WBAL. and It's an interesting nugget because... The Raiders have, well, Yannick Ngakwe, who comes over from Baltimore, Max Crosby. Both those guys can get after the quarterback. Could that be an area of concern, even though Lamar is slippery and can get out of trouble? Could that be an area of concern in this game on Monday night?
5: Oh, I mean, you mentioned Yannick, right? He obviously made some some headlines within the last uh, month or so, maybe, mm-hmm. saying basically that he didn't feel Baltimore used him correctly. And, and I'm not sure if I agree with that. Again, we, it's so hard, right, because – Last year, we weren't in the locker rooms, so we really weren't, like, up front and getting those stories that we normally would in a non-pandemic season, so I barely even got to know Yanni. He was here for a minute, right? you know, so, I, but I, what I do know about him, though, is that he's a, he's a former Maryland Terrapin, and we've all known him for years around here, and something tells me he's going to have an extra chip on his shoulder come Monday night, so, yeah, Ollie may have his hands full, the rest of that line might have their hands full, but But specifically, I'll I'll be watching how that line, you know, Bradley Bozeman's obviously going to be starting at center for the first time since his Alabama days under Nick Saban. So Mm. I don't know, man, with with a new kind of a new running back room here, even though Gus Gus Edwards is coming back, you know, you and I both know just how important a line is to a, a rushing attack. So yeah, those matchups are going to be crucial in the trenches.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, no doubt about it. We're talking with Bobby Trossett here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. My guy, DeMond, has a question for you. Go ahead, DeMond.
3: Yeah, Bobby, I'm more of the comic relief here, so I've got to ask you. <laughs> Great. About a month ago, you tweeted that you had you tried crab cakes for the first time. How was the experience? Because I'm surprised that first time, only a month ago, you first tried with crab cakes? How was it? <laughs>
5: I uh, appreciate you lighting it up, uh, Damone. That's that's good stuff. But <laughs> yeah, I admittedly I have some. I have a sensitive stomach. I have colitis, and for those out there, I won't get into the details of that. So it's just essentially inflammation of your colon. You probably have no idea where I'm going with this. The inflammation of your colon is based on certain foods you eat. So I've had a really picky diet over the years since I was diagnosed with that. I started seeing a lady from Maryland within the last year or so, and and her sister made crabs earlier on in the summer as you scroll down to see, and it was a good experience. I just – seafood is one of those things that kind of makes my – it's a hit or miss for my stomach. So I don't know if I'll be back, but I definitely checked it
3: off the list. How's that? Well, uh, all right, that's good enough for me.
1: That's a great answer, and I'll tell you this, Bobby, as as we all very well know, and I, I can tell you firsthand, lady friends will make us do some things that we don't want to do, won't they? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: no kidding. Bro. Yeah, my life has changed since uh, – you know, the last calendar year or so, but hey, if you're listening out there, Laura, everything's been swell.
1: I'll tell you what, <laughs> brother, I don't even know how to swim, but I bet y'all get in the pool. <laughs> <laughs>
5: no I, doubt about it. <laughs> <the clothes>
1: <laughs> right, exactly. And Bobby, before we let you go, and this is great, man, I definitely appreciate your time. I did want to ask about Mark Andrews. He signs a big contract as a tight end. Uh, he gets the extension. One, how important was that uh, You know, for them to get that de- deal done, that extension done with him? And, and how big of a season do you anticipate him being or having him having with Lamar Jackson. Well,
5: he's a he's a core. He's a core piece. He's at the center of uh, you know, I guess the nucleus of this offense, right? He and Lamar. And and without him, man, Lamar, I'm not sure who his top target would be over the last several seasons. You know, it, at one point this the tight end room was stacked Q in Baltimore. You had Aiden Hurst, Mark Andrews, and Nick Boyle. Now two of those three guys are still in Baltimore, but and Nick Boyle's trying to recover from from a season ender. So, obviously um you know the big thing here is is well deserved. He's also up there with I believe he's the third highest paid tight end in the league behind Kittle and Kelsey. So, I just I thought it was very deserving. He was incredibly appreciative. He is a class act. Baltimore loves him. Uh the fan base loves him. We in the media really enjoy him. And of course out of Oklahoma, former teammates with with Hollywood and and Orlando Brown. So, I just think you're going to see somebody who, uh, again, he, he is the, when things are inconsistent, he's the consistent. Like that's just how he is. He, and he's he's worked on his blocking over the years. He's a reliable pass catcher. I'm sure he would tell you, though, if we were getting nitpicky, that he probably wants to show up in the postseason a little bit more than he has in the, in the three, three short games that he's, you know, been involved in, in January football. So I'd expect nothing less from him this year and, and we'll see if they end up making it the dance again.
1: You, you know, Bobby, I know I said that was going to be my last question, but since we started talking tight ends, I, I would be it would be criminal if I didn't say something about Darren Waller. Uh, did anyone in Baltimore yeah. know that he could be so awesome and so dynamic before uh, the Raiders decided to grab him off the practice squad?
5: Right. I think the Ravens are probably uh, scratching their heads. Well, not scratching their heads. I'm sure they saw it and they could, they, they could see the potential of his development. But, yeah, I mean, what he's turned into, talk, speaking of tight ends, top right. tight ends, he's – He's got to be in the conversation. And um, I, I think that, you know, everybody's talking. I've been listening to our, our local sports radio throughout the week, and, and everyone's talking about it. Who are they going to match up with him? Yeah, because he's a matchup problem, as, as you guys have come to, to enjoy out there in, in Vegas over the years. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how they handle it. I think Wink Martindale is, is going to, you know, scheme up something and give him a bunch of different looks. But, know, obviously they have some you guys have some other weapons that the Ravens need to, to take into account for obviously Ruggs is looking to kind of you know, build off of his year 1 and but specifically Waller, man, he, he's a he's a Landover Maryland native. We've been watching him for, for a while and, and I'm excited to see what he's gonna bring to the table this year.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 fun and exciting to see what he could do and just just where he was and where he where he's at now. It's just it's it's been fun as well. So uh Bobby, great stuff, man. Lots of great nuggets there. Uh Bobby Trossett from the uh WBAL and ninety eight rock covering the Ravens. Uh great stuff, my man. I definitely appreciate you. Are you gonna be out here on Monday or are you not making the trip?
5: So I handled the uh, pre-half and post-game shows, and, and unfortunately we are not making the trip. So okay. you guys got to hold it down for me, and, <laughs> and next time I'll definitely be i uh, will I'll be hitting you up. I appreciate you having me on.
1: Absolutely. When you get to town at some point, man, let me know, man. Drink's on me. I got you. I appreciate you.
5: 100% you. Thanks very much.
1: Thank you. There he goes. Great stuff right there. Bobby Trossett covers the Ravens for WBAL. You can find him on Twitter at Bobby BobbyWBAL. Could you imagine if they had Darren Waller and Mark Andrews? Huh. Oh, man, that would be a problem for everybody. That would be an absolute monster of a problem. And, DeMond, way to come from the uh, from the far left and, and hit him with the uh, the crab cake comment.
3: Oh, yeah. It's just like because when we have a guest on, I just like to go on the Twitter and I search, like, specific words. You know, I'm like, you know, let's see. So we'll... you search crabs? No, 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 no. What did you search? How
1: did you come <laughs> up with crab cakes? Were you searching cakes? Were... <laughs> Who were you searching? <laughs> Wait a minute! How'd you
3: get the cakes? Well, it turned out I was just trying to see Maryland. I wanted to see if he was talking about any Terps football, you know, over the okay. past weekend, you know, because okay. they've got Tua, they've got they've got Tua's little, younger brother and Josh Jacobs and younger Josh brother. Jacobs brother, yeah. yeah. So I was yeah. looking, but then like I see Maryland, I'm like, hey, all my fellow Maryland people out there, you know, trying crab cakes for the first time, you know, we'll see how it goes. And I'm like, for the first time. Because I love crab cakes.
1: I think DeMond was just searching cakes. He was searching cakes on Twitter and came across some <laughs> crab cakes. 2.48 at a time. Great great stuff from Bobby. I appreciate it. Great stuff, DeMond. Always appreciate you. Raider Nation, what would you think of what you hear? Let us know. 702-365-9200. Te- Salmon Ash text line 69187. Keyword R&R. Got a lot of feedback. We'll get to it next as we close out our number one of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920.
0: Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. What
1: you like? A whole lot of. What you like? What? 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 <laughs> hey! <laughs> what you like? A whole lot of. Can you tell me? I'll bring me. you back, dog. I'll bring you back. Make it happen. Make it do what
0: it
1: do. Like brown, yellow, hey, welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. You see how I did that? See how I just I shut up right when she was about to start flowing. See that? That's good MC work right there. I'm just saying, Damon. You the man. Now I'm just trying to be the man. <laughs> I'm just trying to be the man. i will try to be the man that sits next to the man that's next to the man that's got the brat on line one. <laughs> that's all. That's all. I'm just gonna try to get the brat on the show. At some point, I'm gonna keep on working, keep on grinding. Funny, I told you that. I told you yesterday that like multiple girlfriends used to get mad when I played the brat because they were like, "Oh, you like the brat so much, this and that." My oldest son's mom actually went to the step of saying, "I think you would leave me for the brat," and I was like, "Duh, I'd leave Come you, for, I'd leave you some, for some Reeses and some chips." You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what are you talking it's about? The brat.
3: What are we talking about?
1: <laughs> I mean, are we serious? You give me a king size Reezy and
3: I'm gone. You know what? In my Debrat <laughs> research before the show, because this is what I was doing, grinding the tape on the Brat, she's got a new reality show.
1: Oh, yeah. She's very uh, – in your <laughs> life, I always believe this in your life. You have to have a, a good blend of righteousness and ratchetness. The Brat brings plenty of ratchet. So you got to find some righteous on your own. Just going to throw that out there. 69187. That's the Salmonash text line. Keywords R&R. Got a text from uh, Eric from the 701, land of 32 and below. He said, hey, Q. Enjoy your podcast and Unnecessary Roughness. Thank you for all your input. Tuesday's topic will be the pressure and turnovers, the new D created. That group is exhausted answering questions about last year and Lamar. Perfect example, how you just mentioned Littleton's quote. Thanks. Again, that's from Eric from the 701, land of 32 and below. Thank you so much for that text. And, you know, based off what Bobby was saying, I think that the defensive ends, I think Max Crosby, I think Yannick Ngakwe, They may have an opportunity to eat. Sounds like the offensive line could be the weak spot for the Ravens. They're going to have a strong defense, no doubt about it. They got good corners. They have good linebackers. They have really good defensive line. They have running backs, even though they have two of their big dogs down. Lamar is Lamar. That offensive line, that could be the spot where the Raiders are looking when they're in the lab. Gus Bradley could say, aha.
3: He didn't sound too confident about a No. No. Being that new right tackle. And I can respect the honesty. I
1: respect the honesty. And that's why we have guys like Bobby on. We don't have guys that look through goggles and, you know, purple and whatever their colors are. We don't have that. We have guys that have a reputation, guys that, you know, are professionals. We don't have we guys and us guys. We don't have that. We have guys that know what they're talking about. That's why Bobby was so great, and I'm so glad that he spent a few minutes with us. Uh, let's quickly hustle out to the Raider Nation listener line, 702-365-9200. Our guy, Raider Mike. What's on your mind this afternoon, my man?
2: What's up, my brother?
1: Chilling, How are man. You guys going? Oh, man, we're chilling.
2: It, anyway, um... I, I actually all my whole family, I got three brothers, a sister, everyone's out there in Salisbury, Maryland. Went to college on the eastern shore of Maryland, near Ocean City. And <clears throat> they're gonna hate this call because one Gruden has gone in and, and, and he's gone into the teams here and said back in two thousand, this team got a Super Bowl ring. With one of the dirtiest plays in the history of the playoffs, when that fat freak Saragusa jumped on Gannon's leg and crushed it, I was so happy in the Spike Lee movie Twenty Fifth Hour when Ed Norton blew Saragusa away. That was one of the most elated days of my life. Yes, sir. It was beautiful. So, the narrative on Monday or Tuesday is going to be just, it might be Gangster Raider. I'm almost there with him. I don't think we're going to shut him out. Mm. But they're going to score less than two touchdowns. Ooh. I guarantee that. Okay. I'm predicting 27-13. Nice. Their their offensive line is not going to have the the horses to compete with our double rotation on that line. Right. And Littleton just smiling going, who's he? I don't care. Uh, (laughs) KJ right it's a beast in that middle Mm -hmm. and our defensive backfield for the first time since we had Hayes and hangs i'm like these guys are ready to lock down the league so that's going to be the narrative i think i like it get a hall pass for the brat
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's right thank you raider mike i appreciate the call great stuff and hey man gangster raiders kind of you know leading the charge The defense is going to be the conversation. You know, again, it's not necessarily about a shutout. It's just about what can you do? Can you slow them down? Can you keep them under two touchdowns? I'll tell you right now, I don't care what team you play in the NFL. If you keep them under two touchdowns, you're winning that game 95% of the time, I do believe.
3: Yeah, just the way the NFL set up now, right. it's hard to keep anybody exactly. under two touchdowns. Exactly.
1: I mean, you don't have, you know, it's not the eighty five Bears. It's not, you know, the even that Baltimore Raven team, and I remember that game. I was at that game. Myself, Mama Q and, and my boy Corey, we were at that game, and I was heartbroken when uh when when the Raiders lost that game. That was at the Oakland Coliseum, man. That was that was uh, That was brutal. I actually made a bet with my boy Corey and I couldn't even go through with the bed afterwards because I was so angry. So I was just like, you know what? I don't, <laughs> I don't like to renege on things. Like I don't, I'm not that guy. I'm not the guy who says I'm going to do something that I don't do it. But that one, I was like, man, shut up.
3: The loss hurt more
1: than the yeah, bed yeah, yeah. I don't could. care. You take my, like... I don't care. My pride is fine. Whatever, whatever. I don't care. You can talk about me as bad as you want to, but that was uh, that was brutal, man. That was really rough. Two fifty of a time. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. Cover three. What I have for cover three today is myself and uh, and, and Greg Townsend, Raider great Greg Townsend, sack leader. I had a few minutes with him today at the McCarran Airport as we were uh, seeing the brand new uh, Allegiant Airlines Raiders airplane. So he was there to to help kind of usher that in, and, and that was awesome. So I talked to him for a few minutes. We're going to have that, but we'll also have your feedback. So if you're on the on on the on the line right now, Raider Nation listener line. Hold on. It won't be long. We're just going to take a quick break. Come on back. Kick off hour number two of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920.